Nikki Jensen and I'm Brie Picone and we're late, late to, to the, the party. party a weekly podcast about film fashion and pop culture from two best friends mentally still at cheetahs in 1995 yeah welcome to our podcast I know <laughs> uh Brie yes so what I thought was gonna be a highlight but then it's kind of weird what are your thoughts on the Hailey Bieber Nepo baby t-shirt I mean it's interesting it's like a an odd flex and i don't know if i really consider her a nepo baby i mean i guess in a roundabout way because she's stephen baldwin's daughter yeah, yeah. not alec not, not yeah that's what i was gonna say not alec baldwin so yeah but she's married to justin bieber right i feel like she's more of a nepo baby by being married to justin bieber but i don't know if that's like a i don't know if that term still applies because he's not really like her daddy or is he i don't know i feel like if it were like a Sofia Coppola, maybe. Yeah. Who just got papped wearing it. That'd be a vibe. Same. But I do applaud Hailey Bieber for her trying to make something a moment. I She tried. I that. Yeah. We got to give her some credit. The baby tee's cute. It's very like, hello, Vera. Yeah. Hello, Vera. That's what it made me think of. It's definitely like, I want you to see this. Like, Well, what are your favorite like slogan tee? shirts i mean aloe vera is definitely one of them for sure um that's also one that like it's shady but it doesn't hit like aloe vera aloe vera yeah it's it's maybe not the best one but i i like how extra it is and how like i don't know she really took the time julia's arts and crafts like yeah level of it's a good. Yeah, you don't see a lot of handmade ones. Yeah. But um, I would say that one and maybe like the Britney Spears one where she's like, um, I am the American dream. That one's good. I For some reason, I thought you were going to uh, do the dump him, the Juicy Couture shirt. I mean, yeah. That, I feel like Britney Spears in general has like the best slogan to use. Just, um, you know, if we're like ranking them or something, like she's probably like the the queen, queen of slogan tees which do you think she's an ai like is she like are they hiding britney spears away and is she uh, a robot you know i haven't heard this theory but i've heard a lot of theories that she's not actually married and it's all like uh sham and i i, I don't know it's been really coming up a lot of my tiktok same like my all algorithms the, gone wild yeah and like some of them some of the videos are kind of convincing i'm like oh no maybe it's like there's no guests at the party or there are a few stars but they're like it just looks so empty there. And then they show like outfits that she had on like the same day as another photo shoot and it all looks staged or something. And they're all, which is what I've kind of been saying this whole time. All of her Instagram videos are all she in tops and mm-hmm. like outfits, which is kind of weird. Yeah. And it's all the same. Like you can say they all were on the same day, like taken, but it's been like three years now where she's continuously wearing the same outfits. It's a little weird. Yeah, I'm like, is this just like um like a catalog of videos that were regurgitated? Or like I'm I wonder if she's trying to put some hidden messages in her like descriptions or something. Because people are something. like, what does this mean? Because she'll do like lengthy comments that are kind of um they seem sarcastic or something. Maybe, but then it's also the thing of like at her wedding, everyone's moved 
to the side, like, so she could be photoshopped in and, like, no one's really acknowledging her except Paris Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's very, very weird. Like, okay, Britney Spears and Paris Hilton, yes, they have that iconic photo of them partying together. But they're not besties. No, they were never, like, that close. And it was towards, like, Britney Spears' spiral back in, like, 06, 07. Yeah. So then why last year... Where we like, yeah, Paris Hilton's freeing Britney. Also, at the wedding, why was Drew Barrymore there? Why was Selena Gomez there? It seemed random, like just celebrities for celebrities' sake. Like I get, like I don't know, like I get having friends and stuff in the industry, but it's but she's been locked away. She's been locked away. I don't know. Something is really off about it, and just I don't know if people are like paid to keep their mouth shut. Possibly, I feel like there was someone who said they weren't gonna do, or they. I don't. I don't remember who it was. I don't know if they ended up going or not. I'm. I gotta research and get back to you because I don't want to spew any false information. I know. Well, okay. It's like as much as I like Paris Hilton, especially for what she gave us. Yeah. In the early aughts, do I like? If you were like, is she a good person? I think based on nothing and not knowing her personally, I would probably say no. So. Yeah. But also, I just don't want to believe. I want to believe this good girl, like good person narrative about Drew Barrymore, though. And sure, I, that one would hurt me. Yeah, everyone else can whatever. Like, I, well, maybe she was oblivious. Maybe she's like, oh my god, Britney's married. Then you get, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it's I don't know. Everything is a lie. I, I hate to be Drew cynical. Barrymore would never be that oblivious because she's been like she went to rehab at like thirteen. She knows this industry. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Something is awry. And also, to circle it back, Brie. Yeah. Britney Spears, if she had a message, all she would need to do is put on a slogan tee. That's true. Why doesn't she just put slogan tees? Britney, put on the slogan tees. Let us know what's happening, what you're feeling. I mean, truly. What's the tea? She always, remember in the early aughts, like the dump him or the sexy or... What you know? I am the American dream. She was letting us know via her slogan tees, right? Also, it's like we shamed her way too much as a society Mm -hmm. because I long for the days of Britney Spears wearing a slogan tee and walking out of a Seven Eleven barefoot with some Cheetos. Amen. That's relatable. That's real. Yeah, she's real. Also, it gives me vibes to the other night when I totally was like, I need Cheetos. <laughs> you were bringing Late in that night. moment? I felt like it. I had to, you were know. You walking barefoot? No, in my mind I was with the trucker hat. Nice. <laughs> but I think my favorite slogan to on a celeb is two real Nepo babies. Oh, okay. So I think it's the 2001 Met Gala, but Liv Tyler and Stella McCartney wore like it looked like stella mccartney designed um like halt not halter um what are those oh like a one shoulder like yeah one shoulder rhinestone studded shirts that said rock royalty i love that which which they are yeah that's the flex that's That's, cool that's the nepo baby Haley bieber baby t that you want that's the that's that's real to me yeah no it's definitely more real than Haley bieber no <laughs> offense but at least she's trying 
Yeah, at least she's trying. She's trying to give us something. What I think is really funny too, like that Nepo baby shirt, you can get it on like Etsy or somewhere for like 20 bucks, but it'd be weird to buy it. Like say you and I got it because we're not Nepo babies. Oh, but I want to. I'm an aspiring Nepo baby. Yeah. So that was like high, low. Oh yeah. I just wanted to hear thoughts on slogan tees. Gotcha. So that was the highs and the lows. Mostly low. Mostly lows. Because I just, it was a, it was a low Vera. Yeah. Just because it didn't, it didn't give. It didn't hit. Yeah. But you know what hit, and I'm embarrassed to admit. Showgirls or no? <laughs> well, yes, showgirls for me. We will talk about it in a second. Yeah. But have you seen the and just like that season two promo photo with yes. Carrie and Aiden? I have. Yeah. I saw that on like Twitter a couple days ago, and my heart like leapt out of my body. I was so excited. I can't. I want this so bad. Have you seen it just like that yet? I have not, but like I know, well, mostly because the the Shay Diaz of it all. <laughs> but I, I will tune in eventually. I really want to see it. And like, I don't know, like we've talked about like Aiden because I'm like, where is he? Is he in the series at all? Because he wasn't in the first season, right? Like he's not, no. he's not there. No, but he is in Sex in the City too. So yeah. There's always that potential of him coming back. Well, I'm team Aiden, so. I love Aiden. Well, I also am like team John Corbett. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a running thing on this podcast, especially. And I'm sure we will do more movies with John Corbett in them. Yeah. I just, he's, you know, some people, as far as rom-com guys, love a Matthew McConaughey. Mm. Love a Chris Pine. I mean, I do too. But my man is john corbett he's your weakness he's my weakness i don't know something about him i just is it the hair is it like yeah or just the way he smiles the way he acts just seems like a good guy yeah he's like unassuming yeah but i mean he's attractive yeah sorry i'm just a big stan i don't know (laughs) like whoa don't you say anything i'm a john corbett stan (laughs) Would it be bad to just start watching season two and skip? I probably need to get caught up. Get caught up. Get angry at Miranda. Get angry at Che Diaz. Okay. <laughs> you know, you have to feel all the feelings. Yeah. I already, I feel angry, but I haven't like even watched it just from like clips and things. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, but you know, we have to discuss when you watch it just like that. Okay. For sure. Because I have some questions for you. Okay. Because. Like, I identify as a Carrie. Sure. I, aspiring Samantha. But are you still a Miranda? I I think so, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Because <laughs> you know what? Honestly, this Miranda, I can see your path. <laughs> yeah? I can see you getting entrapped by Che Diaz. No. Nah, you had to entrapped? see their meet, meet cute. Maybe not entrapped. Intertw- I could see you falling for Che Diaz. I don't think time. so. No way. I think so. I'm not attra- going to have no. to. Not because of attraction, but I could see you meeting a Che Diaz and being swept in this. I don't know. I would have to see what you mean. Cause you have to see what I mean. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because Che Diaz is fun. Okay. I mean, she's much. And I don't like it's her. It's a fun factor. Yeah. Like... I could just like someone who knows how to have a good time. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I can see right, you just chance. being like at a funeral, being like, "Ooh, that gal has a weed pen." <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> at a, 
oh, I don't know. Let's fly to Ohio. I'm spontaneous. Oh, I can boy. see you having a Miranda moment. If I have like a midlife crisis, maybe. <laughs> no, I can see you fully being like, <laughs> I'm going to go to LA. <laughs> With JDS. With JDS. No. Possessed by Jay. Oh my God. Am I that susceptible? I think anyone is under the right circumstances. Okay. But to segue. Yeah. You know, I think Jay Diaz, the Jay Diaz effect Uh is a very similar effect that Nomi goes through Elizabeth Berkley's character in Showgirls, which is what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you seen Showgirls before? Yes. We watched it. No. I mean, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, no. You mean, like, I think you're trying to pretend like we hadn't watched it together the other day. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean, like, before, before. Yeah. No. (laughs) Definitely not. <laughs> <I'm> so- <laughs> you just look directly at the camera like, no, I've never seen this before in my life. Yeah, I'm like, how do I answer this? I want to yes and, but, I- <laughs> but I'm like, I know I saw it with you like two days ago. We first saw it two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. two days ago. Yeah. When I saw Showgirls, I was two days ago old. A real Nepo baby. Yeah. Yeah. But. I did not see it in 95. Oh my. We were literally babies. Yeah. That would not have been allowed because apparently the NC 17 means. See, I didn't realize this because I thought that this. I totally misunderstood this rating because I thought that existed when we were like kids and stuff. And I thought that was like it R. Did. But it. But I, I don't know. I guess you can go into a rated R movie with an adult, but not the 17. It's very confusing. Well, so. It's been throughout our entire lifetime because I listened to a podcast. You must remember this about the MPAA rating system and these types of movies. And she just discussed Paul Verhoeven, who directed Showgirls, but also Fatal Attraction and, you know, just a bunch of those movies in the 70s and 80s and -hmm. early 90s. Anyways, so in our lifetime, we've always had the MPAA ratings. Like, do you remember going to the movies and seeing the marquee, like, poster mm-hmm. with, like, the kids with the bunny outfits and it's, like, an illustration like of, like, like, G and there's, like, a kid with, like, a bunny costume and then there's, like, PG and there's, like, teens and, I remember you know. a chart of sorts for sure. Yeah. So, since 1990, we've had that system of, you know, G for kids, so- PG with parental guardians, PG-13, R, NC-17. I have a question. Yeah. So before that, was it just like Wild West of movies? Like- well, yes and no. I think like from my understanding, like in the 70s and the early 80s, things weren't rated and it oh. was the Wild West essentially or it was very broad. Mm-hmm. And then in the 80s, kind of the Reagan era. Oh, okay. Um. Well, even before that, because like in the 70s, there was the X rating. Right. But then you get the Reagan era, the middle time, where the X rating has kind of been appropriated, like after films like Deep Throat and the like, and then, you know, double, triple X 
rated oh, yeah. things. Okay. So, so the that. X ratings gotten appropriated. We just keep adding the X's on. There's ten thousand X's. Dang. Okay. <laughs> but it's like the MPAA didn't really know what to do, so they created that system. And at first it it was a little more broad and then by nineteen ninety they came to the conclusion about the NC seventeen. Gotcha. Being like, that's the X. That'll be the... Okay. Or that's the movie that, you know, we still want to have free speech, but we also, you know, don't want children and, like, losing money because of complaints or whatever. And Yeah. Yeah. It's so. interesting. 17. Not 18. Just nope. 17. 17. Huh. Yeah. Well. You can't vote, but you can see Elizabeth Berkeley's boobies. Yeah, and more. <laughs> full, full full landing strip. Yep. But yeah. No, okay. So Showgirls is a 1995 erotic pulp noir comedy drama. Mm. Noir. Um, directed by Paul Verhoeven and starring Elizabeth Berkley, Cal McLaughlin, and Gina Gershon. <laughs> um, <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> Showgirls? It's a cult classic. Yeah. And I understand why. But I want to hear your thoughts on this. Because I feel like they're different. I feel like half this movie, it's just Nomi kind of manipulating people to get what she wants. And being like a chameleon soul of sorts. I don't know. Not to quote Lana Del Rey, but... I mean, yes. I, I don't know. I'm so perplexed by every single decision nomi makes in this movie yeah and how they wrote every single scene and every single bit of dialogue and then how it's acted by elizabeth berkeley it like i hear what they're saying it makes sense but something always trips me up about it because it's like never they never match like the actions never match their words or the words never match their actions yeah so I'm so perplexed. Yeah, this movie really confused me. Like, mostly her character and then, like, her love interest as well was very confusing to me. Zach? Is that his name? Or Crystal Connors? Because which one is really the love interest? Um, I don't... Well, see, yeah, that's another thing is that I feel like she has multiple love interests. Like, potentially four? I don't know. And, no, it's the guy who was, like, the bouncer, and he, like, follows her to her trailer. Oh, Like, they were pushing... Oh, like, that just okay. seemed like a... Like, he was more interested in her, maybe? Because he kind of stalks her. But we drop him. And it's we, like, we'll drop characters. Yeah. <laughs> and the, But then, I mean, right out of the gate, um, Nomi, when she gets to town... So, like, this movie starts... And she's hitchhiking, and she meets the guy who looks like the dude from Lazy Town, like the villain in Lazy Town. Uh-huh. And uh, he was, like, kind of scary. True. But and then I thought they were going to be a love interest because she acts flirty, and he acts flirty, but then all of a sudden she's, like, she has a knife yeah, out. Like, and then all of a sudden he mugs her. Uh-huh. But then she meets her second love interest. Right. I think her name was Molly? Yes. Is Molly Brown? I I don't know. I didn't catch last names. Everything happens so fast in this movie. So like, fast. way too fast. Yeah. Like, she hitchhikes hikes to Vegas. Yep. Meets Molly. Yeah, but she, like, 
meets her in the parking lot, right? Like, she's, like, beating on her car, I guess, just because she's upset about... Because the lazy town villain stole her luggage. Yeah, but you don't beat on someone's car, especially that you don't know in a town you're not familiar. Like, Molly was about to beat her up. But then she... Then Nomi projectile vomits. Yeah. And then she runs into the street. Yep. And then Molly saves her. And then they're in love. I don't know. And then they live together. Are they... Like, I feel like with... Every relationship Nomi has. Yeah. Like, starting with Molly, their first meet, like, they will get so, like, she gets so close to her, and, like, they're touching noses and vibing, and you think they're going to kiss. But they don't. Even though, and also, even though Nomi has, like, vomit coming out of her mouth, but you think they're going to kiss. Yeah. But they share, like, a deep bond. I guess. Is that really how that happens? Like, that fast? I don't know. I guess if someone saves your life, I mean, you're like grateful and stuff, but like, I don't know. Are you, I don't know. You just vomited. You're right. Like, that's not, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, people are into crazy things. True. But but yeah. So then they are friends. Yeah. Which can I just say this movie is written like someone's on cocaine? Maybe they were like this. Yeah, it happens. Everything is just like a lot of chopping. Yes. So is it before this or after this that they like go to Molly's trailer and Nomi's like crazy about chips? Yeah, I think it's like after that. Yeah, because I would say is this misogynistic? Like, do women only care about looking good in chips? But I don't think so. I kind of think this is accurate. It might be. Yeah. Because this is all I care about. I care about looking good, and I care about chips. Yeah, I don't think that part's misogynistic. <laughs> I I didn't think so. No. There's a lot other. There's a lot of other parts that I think definitely are. Okay, because I feel like <laughs> is it Joel Esterhaus? Joe Esterhaus? I think he nailed it with women liking chips. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I love chips. Same. I'm not trying to deny it. I'm always looking for my chips. Yeah. Trying to get my nails right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never, nails never come out and right. Chips. Nails and chips. Um, but yeah. Oh my god, can we talk about my favorite scene in the whole entire movie? Sure. When they go out, Molly and Nomi go out to eat, mm. and right out of the gate, um, Elizabeth Berkeley's like throwing her fries. Yeah, she's like slamming things, like like on that the table. ketchup, and. She asks Nomi, like, where are you from? And she's like, I don't know, different places. <laughs> and, like, yeah. throws her full of fries. I, I don't understand this scene at all. It's like, literally, Molly just buys her food. She's like, here you go, just being nice. And she's like, it's like, girl, calm down. Like, why is Nomi so, like, I don't know. Do you think, because I know that Elizabeth Berkeley got maligned for this role. Yeah. And she didn't work. She got dropped by her agent. Yeah. So a lot of... I'm just very confused by her performance in general. Yeah. Do you think this is a good performance? I don't, but I don't know. It's definitely interesting. It's... I, I don't... And I don't know if it's like... If it's all her or some of how she was directed, but I don't... It's definitely not like she's gonna win an oscar or something over it you know what i mean it's not like because i think she's so over the top and everyone else is so 
subtle with everything, like their choices. So I don't know if it's just acting choices or what, because she's like so heightened, like everything. And I guess that's like part of like the camp of it is her being so over the top. But like, yeah, I don't know. I watched some clips of Saved by the Bell just to like compare because I'm like, you know, because well, that's a little before our time, not to flex. Right. Yeah. I've never really. Well, I've, I've watched an episode or two. I've seen. See. I've seen it around. But. I've seen the episode of her taking the pills being like, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah. See, I feel like that was like a bit of like, um, like, a prim- like, no, what is it? Uh, what's the word when you're like foreshadowing? foreshadowing. Yeah. To like her character know me because. You know, it's kind of a similar trajectory. But she, like, what I realized, though, like, her character in Saved by the Bell, or just, like, her acting in general, like, she emotes a lot in Saved by the Bell, or at least in that one scene where she's so excited. Because I, I can't say I've seen a lot of Saved by the Bell. But, like, in in uh, Showgirls, we don't see any vulnerability from her. Like, not really. Like, she's, I mean, she has, like, a facade. I mean, obviously, we're all vulnerable and stuff. But, like, she doesn't really let show... You know, she doesn't have any real breakdowns. I mean, she pushes people down the stairs. She, like, you know, she's very, like, I don't know, ready to fight. Like, she's not, like, um, she doesn't let it down, really. I think, like, der- I think screenplay-wise, yes. Sorry. I do have a different take on her performance. But first, producer Ben has his hand raised. Oh, no, wait, I raised my hand for a second because you had bumped the mic. I, I, think, gonna... I think that was me, actually. It was Nikki a while ago, but then afterwards I threw a thumbs up. You're good to go. Oh, okay. Okay. Because you were a fan of Saved by the Bell, I hear. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it, it, it's fair to mention that those were caffeine pills that she was taking. Oh. oh. So, it, it's, it, <laughs> it's not that dramatic of a yeah, thing. It, it, that's what's crazy about it. <laughs> So like um what are those called? Not the one a day. They're not called one a days, that's the vitamin. Yeah. No, no, the five hour energy. She, yeah, she was basically taking pill form five hour energy. Oh dang. Like drink a red <laughs> And that's what that scene that's what that's all about? Yes. They oh. made it sound like she was doing drugs. Like hardcore. That was the thing. It was like wholesome. Uh-huh. But also uh you know trying to say something about addiction was that is it like i've never actually seen seventh heaven either but i've seen a lot of clips on my tiktok lately and i wonder if that's kind of our generation saved by the bell of sorts where it's like they try to tackle big issues and i don't know i've been seeing a lot of clips where they like it'll be something like that where it's like a really wholesome thing and then Uh it's over exaggerated i don't know seventh heaven that wasn't the dad accused of like being into little kids oh god i don't know something weird yeah but also like seventh heaven so like religious yeah well that's nice i'm sorry to bring that up no (laughs) it's just the way though Uh, that's it's hollywood or the showbiz it's gonna chew you up and spit you out that's what showgirls is all about and critique your nipples Mm -hmm. they gotta be hard yeah, gotta get ice on them. <laughs> or they're—I don't know. That was like so weird. Um, um yeah. Like, okay, so back onto Elizabeth Berkeley's performance. Yeah. Okay. See, I know that. You know, before this, she was essentially like a child star, right? A teen star. 
So, like, I guess our version would be, like, a Miley. That's what it, I was thinking, too. Like, maybe it's, like, Miley. When she, like, you know, did the wrecking ball thing and people freaked out. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, or, like, when she, like, twerked on Robin Thicke. Sure. Like, that was Miley Cyrus's showgirls. I that was her moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Elizabeth Berkley, her performance is interesting to me because people say, I've never seen any of her other work, mm-hmm. so I don't know. A lot of people say that she's a better actress than this movie allows, so that's like, I'll give her that. Mm. Potentially, I haven't seen anything. This is one of the worst performances I've ever seen on screen. Mm. Hands down. Is it up there with the room? Like, is it? She reminds me so much of Tommy Wiseau. It's not even funny. Oh. And it's so interesting, but I'm confused about it. Like, this movie confuses me. Yeah. But also, her performance confuses me so much because it is so bad. It is so, like, she's just, you know, as an actor, a former actor. Sure. I've seen a lot of bad acting in my life. Yeah. And, like, it really reads, like, I've never acted before and I'm going to audition for a high school play. And it's, like, these highs and lows, but you're not connecting with your screen partner or stage partner. It's, uh-huh. like, it's very interesting. Like, she doesn't seem connected in any way. But then there's some scenes where even though the dialogue is so terrible and between, like, the being very manic and spastic... Mm-hmm. especially in her eyes there is this vulnerability mm. in like to the bone her performances like she does seem like a deer in headlights like very fragile yeah which is very interesting i'm very perplexed yeah you're right no her eyes do have like she really emotes with her eyes but yeah i don't know her character itself is just confusing to me like I don't know. It's so good. It's so bad. It's good. I get it. Yeah. I'm on the train. (laughs) Like, I love when she first meets Crystal Connors, played Mm -hmm. by Gina Gershon, who I think is the best actress in this movie. Oh, no. She's really good. Yeah. But when she first meets her and they're having this, like, normal conversation in the dressing room and then um, Crystal Connors is like, where do you dance since you're a dancer? And she's like, the cheetah. And she's like, I wouldn't call that dancing. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, um, Nomi's like, you don't know shit. Oh, yeah. She like immediately just leaves. <laughs> she like blew her old chance there. It's, that's how she reacts to everything, though. It's like at the drop of the hat. She's like, fuck you. You don't know shit. And then she's like, whoa, relationship over. It's so good, though. Yeah. It's so random. It's like you wouldn't. It, I don't know. So over the you top. never see it coming. Like. She really keeps you on your toes. It's like the best comedy of our time, I think. I agree. No, I laughed so hard at like a lot of the scenes, but. Oh, when I was like, I was so perplexed too. Like, she wants to be a showgirl. Yeah. Right? That's why she goes to Vegas to be a dancer. Right. But right away, she's like, I'm going to go to the cheetah and strip. Like, it's not a bad thing. But then sometimes it seems like it is a bad thing. But she wants to be at the goddesses with Gina Gershon. Right. And everyone looks down at the cheetah. But is she against it? I don't know. Maybe she doesn't have the formal training of the dancer. Maybe it's just an aspiration. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's her experience. Is that, you know, she knows how to strip. and Maybe she can dance. But maybe she doesn't have that, like, um, no one to back her up. Like, you know, she hasn't worked with anyone, like, in any... In that capacity at all. So she's just really just trying to get her foot in the door, I guess. I don't know. 
have you seen the trailer for this movie by the way no because the trailer is actually 10 times better than the actual movie like it paints it in a like like it's like oh a girl after her dreams and what will you do it's like what would you do for fame what would you do for i don't know all these things but this movie never conveys any anything i feel like there's too much nudity in this movie really like a little just a little bit too much just a little because i feel like some scenes could be like the nude some of the scenes don't need to be as long as they are some are fine but others i'm like we could focus on like the characters of the story a little more i'm in love with that i don't like this movie is so high camp this movie is bad and i love that about it i mean i'm perplexed don't get me wrong but i love that yeah and i love that everyone's just naked there's so many boobs and boob tassels and i've seen so many landing strips now and it's so 90s and i love it it's such a vibe yeah I don't know. I I loved when she paints her nipples red, and I don't know. Oh why. my god, that was so weird. Yeah, what was up with that? It was I supposed to distract the guy. I mean, what? I don't know. Maybe it's a special trick. I don't know. I was into it. Yeah, but you know what's so interesting though? I found out that the choreographer of Showgirls also did the Austin Powers movie. Oh my god, and really? it makes sense. That like, makes so like much all sense. The- the yeah, hands? I know I've seen this somewhere before. I'm like, where is this from? Oh my god, Austin Powers! <laughs> that that would be a fun mashup. Like if yes. someone wanted to mash up those movies, you know? Yes, that makes me so happy just yeah. to like to know all the you know the moves in this movie because they're not sexy. That's the funniest part. Yes, that's another thing I was like thinking. Like the dances themselves are not that great to be honest like some moves are all right but it's not like oh my god this is like the best show on earth and you know what i mean like yeah. i'm like what is up with this one vegas show is nomi a good stripper is she is she like oh. i feel like when she licks the pole it doesn't give the desired effect e- i beg to differ okay yeah realistically that was the hottest thing in that entire movie and it's wild that you singled that out as like (laughs) you seem so offended (laughs) well because like i will come from this might be the one time i get to say this and it's at all valid is from the male perspective Uh uh-huh that was hot Mm. but i would understand why you like if you're not in if that doesn't do anything for you i would totally see why that would like be weird but i don't don't get me wrong i don't think like everyone that licks a pole like i i've seen people lick a pole or lick something and it'd be sexy i just get grossed out because i'm like all the handprints on the pole and oh all the bodies and the sweat yeah but um i mean it could be hot i I don't think the pole licking was that bad actually i thought it was kind of hot but her dances like leading up to that moment i don't think we're that like they're like she's the best dancer here and i'm like really because she does she's like uh, uh. like all her movements are really like she's like popping and locking she's almost and- giving julia styles and save the last dance yeah it's a little intense I, I from this movie i was really expecting more of like maybe like a flash dance approach yeah. you know what i mean like something that i'm like ooh, wow the art of dance but no i didn't see that you know can i make a correction though because ben is right her licking the pole isn't the worst move. I think licking the pole, like doing that dance and then licking the pole is a precursor to when she gives people lap dances mm. and has sex with people. 
And that's when it takes a turn for the worst or the better. Because those were my favorite yeah. scenes. Uh, was it the worst or the best? Like, she meets Kyle McLaughlin's character, Zach Carey. Yep. Who's the, like, he runs the goddess show. Mm-hmm. And is the girl or the boyfriend of Gina Gershon's Crystal Connors. Yeah. Which they're both kind of weird. Very weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm very confused because they're both kind of checking her out. So I well, don't I know. I think that they, you know, everyone's maybe, maybe Paul they're swingers. Ver- Paul Verhoeven, I think, is probably just like, yeah, I know Hollywood. It's a bunch of bisexual swingers. Huh. Which is always proven true. I mean, you always hear the rooms, the rumors. Bisexual swinger rumors? Well, like... This okay. is the first time hearing. Think about it. Even, like, Richard Pryor uh, oh. apparently banged Marlon Brando. I was about to say Marlon Brando. Yeah. Uh, according to some reports, allegedly David Bowie and Mick Jagger were hooking up with each other and well, that found shows out by the main... Well, in that one music video. What dancing is it, the in the street. Yeah, Dancing in the Street. You can tell if you just watch that music video. <laughs> it's true. That's also cocaine. Was it James Dean, too? Was he... James, maybe Dean? James Dean? I don't Dean? know. Or am I just... Definitely uh, Rock Hudson was gay. But, you know, everyone's... Everyone's okay. gay. Is that what they're trying to say? Like subtext i don't know i don't know i don't or there's no subtext yeah it's, it's hard to tell maybe paul verhoven was just like you know what would be hot the guy and the girl yeah yeah but like so her lap dance which she does look at gina gershon the whole time yeah so i get homoerotic which uh-huh. i like more i like when she's in love with the ladies not the guys in this movie it's a it little doesn't make as much sense either no. for some reason they don't have as much chemistry yeah everything involving guys in this movie is just weird not even like bad because i'm like i hate men it's just like yeah. see ya you're not do- surfing any purpose yeah um but the zach guys because he has the he can pull the strings a bit right yeah and he has the spider-man three hair too oh the emo spider-man he's got that hair. working for him yeah <laughs> but anyways when she lap dances gives him a lap dance and when they have sex in the pool she does this thing how do you describe her moves well i saw someone describe it as like dolphin uh <laughs> i don't know like a flapping like a dolphin i don't know it's very like she's doing a lot of thrusting and a lot of um like what's the word like it looks kind of like she's having a seizure or something freshly caught fish yeah for sure yeah it's not it's i don't know it looks like she's gonna hurt herself or him or like someone i don't know someone's gonna get hurt she looks like she especially like in actually in both scenes the way she throws her head back she would have gotten whiplash yeah no really i don't know if it's supposed to be like sexy or something but it just it's concerning it is very concerning. it's hilarious though because you think like oh you know yeah <laughs> they're they're having sex in a pool and then she's like bam bam yeah it's like um okay hey ben yeah okay so kyle mclaughlin can we talk about him for a second yeah okay so producer ben loves kyle mclaughlin yeah twin peaks favorite show of all time yeah. it's a good show do you love him as um uh trey mcdougall and sex in the city no i do not like him he's also been sex in the city <laughs> i think uh it's funny to see somebody that plays cooper like a really manly man uh plays 
somebody that is like having a hard time staying aroused with an attractive woman. Uh, justice for charlotte there's a bravery in as a man taking on that role i guess to an extent uh especially at that time with the expectations and being kind of like probably viewed as like a manly man because of agent dale cooper he's a manly man have you not seen twin peaks i have but i just don't he doesn't read as manly man man. well he's very, he, Sorry. he has that no, I agree. 1950s, like, oh, you mean just man, like, like man out, takes care of business, has like vigor, and is like gonna get after it. But he's also that that's what we love about Dale Cooper is that he has that, but then he's also very open minded and very uh, trusts his intuition and believes in like fate and the stars. And you know, he's a little more spiritual, and that's what gives agent dale cooper that universal appeal yeah that uh he had he's not afraid of his feminine side and but that's because he's such big dick energy that he can show all those different facets in that way i say he's a manly man (laughs) you're so in love with him i'm jealous okay well that, that to your point you were, that's how you let in was that I, <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin I very much enjoy in love with yeah so there you go yes okay so when you see Kyle McLaughlin like in his personal life in this era 1995 he is dating Linda Evangelista so he's oh. winning yeah that's kind of like a Crystal Connors situation yeah a little bit like a little I can see but Ben how do you feel about Kyle McLaughlin in Showgirls? Well, top down. Mm-hmm. I I think I understand what this movie's trying to do, but that somewhere in the editing or in production, something didn't add up. And I honestly think that most of these performances are working with like a bad script and maybe bad direction, but. I think all of these actors are giving it their all. Like, even Elizabeth Berkley, is that her name? Yeah. I even think she is doing a great job at playing somebody that is, at times, disconnected from people, has histrionic tendencies, needs to be the center of attention, goes off the rails when she's not getting her way. I I, I honestly think she plays that very well, and that's what the movie's trying to do. It's just not very well communicating that outside of just straight up show don't tell Mm, like it is so much show don't tell that i think that it gets lost in the way that it's cut together yeah Um, so like the subtext is just the text is just or not even the text but instead of having like subtext they're just acting out everything every like yes you know emotion Yes, and uh, Kyle MacLachlan in this, playing this character, I could see why he would sign on because I think when it's pitched to you, it comes across as that dark noir, like, this is, like, the dark side of this industry. Mm. Like the NC-17, the Paul Verhoeven, because before, like, it's crazy to think about him... Being like the RoboCop dude, cop dude, the Total Recall dude, the Fatal Attraction dude, 
And then he's going to come out with a new movie. Because I think of him as the Starship Troopers dude. And that's a whole different vibe. Like, if he did Starship Troopers before Showgirls, then maybe I could see where these actors would be like, hmm, maybe not. But up until this point, you know. Yeah, you said a good repertoire. Yeah. Like, the, you know, maybe Elizabeth Elizabeth Berkeley was like, this is going to be my Glenn Close moment. Yeah, I'm sure she thought this would be like her breakout, like, performance. This will get her somewhere, open some doors. And then I'm not a little kid anymore. People won't think of me as Jesse Spano because I have boobs. Yeah. (laughs) But Ben, and then I will stop (laughs) harassing you. If Elizabeth Berkeley is Nomi, gave you a lap dance like that, good or bad? Honestly, we can cut this out. I just want to know. The wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man thing. Yeah. That's not doing it for me. But the rest of it, I'd be like, how much do I get to pay her for this? Because the, most of that was pretty rad. But honestly, I've never been to a strip club. I wouldn't know. I kind of think it's silly to go somewhere to get aroused when you're, you can't do anything about it. I think that that's really weird. Well, but like, if you pay enough, that's what this movie's trying to say. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I've never understood the concept of like, why am I going to go somewhere where like, one, it's low-key embarrassing to get bricked up, but also the whole point, that, the whole reason you're there is to get bricked up, but then you can't do anything about it. Like, really? And do you really want to? Mm-hmm. Do you want to cross that side? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, to me, the, that whole scene is weird. But I, the only hot part is that Gina Gershon's watching. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. This movie, I'll, I'll, this will be the last thing I say about it because I'm not on mic and that's probably going to be annoying to some people. But it reminds me of Half-Baked, which is a stoner movie for kids. And huh. that happened in the editing and what happened to the movie during production. and Things got messed up. I think that the... The premise of this movie was probably a lot darker, grittier, and real. Mm-hmm. And then the way it was made and maybe like the budget they had or, you know, the staff that they had. Yeah, something happened. Things, something happened. Something got messed up and it didn't turn out as intended. Mm. Could have happened. Too much cocaine. It could have been too much cocaine. Yeah. It would explain the fast pace of the movie for sure. It would. It, it could be like, yeah, like this is, it was shot really well. Like aesthetically, it yeah. is really nice. Like the, some of the wider scenes are just, you know, the, I feel, and also the costume, whoever mm-hmm. did costumes did a great job. I think her name is Ellen Mirajnik. Mirajnik? Well, I really loved her choices. Like, I don't know. Same. Oh my god. Can we talk about the fashion? Yeah, showgirls. I would love to. So I listened to an interview with the costume designer and it's it just confirms, like reaffirms what I was thinking. Cause as soon as I like finished this movie, I was like, this is giving Versace nineteen ninety four. Mm-hmm. Like those ads, you know, with like Claudia Schaefer and like Christy Turlington and all of them in like the the crop fuzzy sweaters and the like shimmery like baby blue skirts mm-hmm. it's just as giving that or versace sorry versace but it also 
looks like a David LaChapelle photograph just come to life. Oh, like the high contrast and the brightness. Yeah. I don't know. I loved just almost every like most of Crystal's outfits. And then Nomi had a few that I was like, all right, like especially the one at the end where she's hitchhiking again. I like even the first one, the low cut zebra moment yeah i love the amount of zebra and leopard that we see in this film just in general yes like even on like the the guy like that owns the the cheetah club like (laughs) it's like i don't know cheetah top yeah just like let's bring that back i'm into it i'm into the gaudy leopard print and like the bodycon dresses yeah so good and then like those like those robes with like the feathers on the end like those really like <sighs> 90s like that you just we see like stuff getting like recreated to look like that but it's like ooh this was this is so real i don't know well like yes i agree like i'm so i i want this mid 90s fashion moment to come in vogue again mm-hmm. like this movie as in spoiler like pam anderson in the 90s like like bimbo core cuz i love that but Crystal Connors is the real MVP, I think. Like, the way that they do, like, the glitter in her hair. Yes. And just that feathered boa robe. I love it so much. I love it. I, I love, like, that other outfit she has, too, that it's, like, it's, like, a two-piece, like, silver. Like, it has, like, a crop top. Mm. And then the bottom, I don't know if it was, like, shorts or something. I can't remember what the bottom was, but it, like, it's either shorts or a skirt, maybe? But it's like, um, I know what you're talking, you know about, talking but I don't about. remember which one it was. And then she has like another outfit that's like, it's another crop top. And then like, I think it's jeans, maybe like black jeans or pants. And then one of those like belts, those like, um, it's like a chain belt of sorts, like kind of Western style. Looking. Yeah. Like she has, that's right. She has like a Southern accent that kind of comes out, kind of, kind of comes and goes. She's from the South. Yeah. I feel like she plays it up when she needs to. Like, it's not like yeah. super strong. No, I really enjoyed Gina Gershon's performance. She was I feel like she probably had the best performance. Like she did. Which is why it's kind of hard for me to be like it's just the screenplay, it's just the directing. Mhm. Cuz it's like she's in a whole different movie. Yeah. But she reminds me very much of like and I don't know if this appeals to you at all, but like a drag queen in the best way. Okay, yeah. She's like she's there to show her the ropes kind of but also and she has this confidence yeah like you know like she's painting it on Mm -hmm. in a good or like i don't know if painting it on is the right word or way to describe it but it's like she's just like there to put on a show and you know yeah she's like ready to put on the show she's like you give the people what they want and that's that all right (laughs) which this movie is very drag Mm-hmm. It's probably like I get why like the drag community loves this movie. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the makeup is like pretty crazy. Like when they get all like dolled up, you know. So much makeup. So much like Elizabeth Elizabeth Berkeley and Gina Gershon both have the like nineties lip liner mm-hmm. with the lighter it's like lipstick in front. Bit overlined too. And then, like, the gemstones, like, around the eye and just, I don't know, the headpieces and stuff. Yes. I just want to, I want to look like that all the time. Yeah. The wigs. Yes. Ah. 
just the sh- i don't know i do like that aspect of this movie so much yeah especially like the goddesses like when they do their dance moves Mm-hmm. they're really spastic i'm like ooh, they look great which i don't know how nomi just learns these moves like that quick like i don't know it, everything is just because she has what it takes i guess so <laughs> it's just a lot i'm like dang that's like that's intense but you know so intense i do think like there is a certain amount of giddiness in this film of, like, what you can get away with. hmm Like, the, I, this movie seems to be so bad, but put together so well. hmm That, like, I just have the sneaking suspicion that maybe that's not, like, the intent to be a really bad movie. But, like, p- part of me is, like, maybe it was the direction that was, like, Elizabeth Berkeley be is like crazy like you have like birth by bipolar disorder or something like go crazy yeah don't hold back don't hold back say it loud no say it soft you know like just because everyone else is such a caricature too maybe yeah i don't know i'm so i'm still i'm just perplexed i love this movie but i'm perplexed same no i mean i've sat with this movie for a couple days i'm still trying i feel like that meme with the the, like the math just like i'm like hmm (laughs) okay and this character so this means this and i'm like like i get it like i feel like it it is i feel like it is saying something and maybe like how we exploit women and their bodies and stuff in the industry but at the same time it is kind of like it is like the room and that it's like I don't know. There's some parts that are just so funny that I don't think were intended to be funny. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I think also like the root. Oh, were you going to? Sorry. Oh, no. I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like, um, like the whole Elizabeth Berkeley of it all. Like, I don't know if she really deserved like so much, like all the doors to close, you know? Like, I kind of wish like it didn't, like it almost i mean i don't want to say it ended her career but i don't it, it didn't did. really start you know she didn't really get it to it was supposed to be something and i think she's on like the reboot of saved by the bell or something is what i've heard but it's not i hope she finds something like i hope something comes back around for her well she did a lot of like guest appearances and like stage work and you know i mean like it sucks that she was a target after this and dropped by her agency and really just got blacklisted, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, to, I don't know if, like, let's say that that didn't happen. Yeah. Would she have found success? I mean, you know, and this isn't trying to be shady or anything, but the cast of Saved by the Bell as a whole mm-hmm. didn't really go off to like be movie stars true so at least elizabeth berkeley did this movie which is now like cult like it's an iconic film now Mm. and beloved it's just a roundabout way but at least she went for that that's true it ended up resonating with some people so that's something yeah and like cinespa a couple years ago or like 2015 now i guess that's not a couple years ago in my mind i know it is in my mind too but at the hollywood cemetery they had a showing of showgirls and elizabeth berkeley came out and you know talked about how hard it was but you know 
one of the stories is she did the fingers and yeah you know. she's like this is what y'all been waiting for <laughs> yeah so you know she's in on it now and she seems a lot more yeah made peace with it you know yeah she's made peace with it and you know i don't want to be like super shady but like tiffany amber Thiessen didn't she didn't like become a big movie star yeah. or like didn't really take big risks like that no or like dustin diamond rest in peace like he never really like was in a movie he didn't start doing like Polly shore-esque movies <laughs> you, you, yeah. you know so like elizabeth berkeley being known for showgirls now true i feel like now's a different time too and something like this would probably be like it would be more maybe revered by some critics or it might have a mixed response, but it probably wouldn't get as much hate, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, now... Okay, but I... Hot take. I think the hate at the time of this movie, it is really sad as far as what that must have done because she was, like, only 23. Mm. So that's sad. But there is this... I do love that this movie was an like one of the biggest NC-17 movies ever made. Mm-hmm. You know, this was high budget. This wasn't like, you know, one of those movies like sh- like shelved or pushed away. Like this was marketed and, yes. you know, there was like a big budget. And this movie went out with a bang. Like it got 14 Razzie nominations, which is like one of the most oh, yeah. ever. Like this movie's bad. But it's the best at being bad. We love to, well, I don't want to say hate it, but yeah. That's successful art to me, to be honest. This isn't like a mediocre movie that you forget about. This is a movie that you hang out with your friends and laugh about. Mm-hmm. But then it sticks with you. Then you're talking about doggy chow or then you're, you know. <laughs> yeah. Talking about Versace, you know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the room effect? That this movie is held or holds right now? Yeah. Just like the fact that it's like it was the intention (laughs) versus the execution. Like, yeah. Well, and then people like people nowadays, you know, Timmy Wiseau has been like, yeah, the room's a comedy. Oh, yeah. Kind of been like, yeah, showgirls was meant to be this this satirical, which is like sure, Jan. Yeah. It's like, really? Was (laughs) it though? I feel like it wasn't, but it's still like a happy accident. I mean, I like I love this idea that they have screenings like the room where, you know, people come and they say all the lines and, you know, this is a movie people can watch with their friends and laugh about and talk about. Yeah, it bonds people. Yeah, but like. But yeah, it's, it's just like that's cool to me. The cult status of this film is really cool to me. I'm glad it's got like. An appreciation anyway even if it is just a cult status i mean i i think that's really awesome when films because they, they, it keeps them alive in a way you know what i mean like it's one of the most flattering things in a way i mean like like when you go see the room mm-hmm. at one of these you know showings and people throw the spoons <laughs> or like rocky horror where people get in their underwear and oh run yeah around the theater it's a little bit like rocky horror and sort of yeah but these movies that, you know, Rocky Horror, I don't have actual stats, but how much, because it runs in a theater, 
how much move like money does this movie make a year? And it came out in the seventies, you know? That's true. Or this small budget movie made by a potential con artist, Tommy Wiseau. Now people are actually like he wanted fame so bad, he was like, Know me. And he now was. people are throwing spoons at the screen. There you go. Be like, know me all. <laughs> Which it Rocky Horror, that's like a musical, right? <laughs> well, kind sort of. of. They they sing in it, yeah. I feel like I feel like Showgirls might be better if it was a musical. I know they did make a musical. I know someone turned it into an off-Broadway musical. But I feel like it would maybe be like a better movie if it was if there was music involved. And then it wouldn't maybe matter so much how quickly some of the scenes go and things like that. You know what I mean? Because musicals, you're not super attached to the characters like that. So it makes a little more sense. I don't know. That just That'd be my critique. I feel you. I feel like... Plot wise, which yeah. we never really talked about the plot. I don't know if we need to circle back to that, I don't know. but or maybe it's just like too far gone now. We just did this really fast, just like just showgirls. Like showgirls. Um, but it's very like plot wise reminiscent of A Star Is Born. Okay, yeah, just you know that rise and you know, like Naomi overtakes Crystal at the the Vegas show mm-hmm. and then leaves. You know leaves to la oh yeah then she just yeah she kind of spoiler alert after all that yeah she does kind of like show up fuck everything up and then leave yeah she's like (laughs) i know i know girls that are like know me yeah yeah you know this movie also kind of reminds me of black swan like certain elements of it like just like the the light and dark like of i don't know because i feel like um she's always like going between black and white swan yeah she is and she's like pushing you know people down people the down the stairs i don't know i just noticed some similarities for sure do you think darren aronofsky when he was doing black swan was like watching showgirls getting inspo maybe or maybe subconsciously like some decisions like i don't know how intentional but it, there's some parallels someone even i think it was um is it jeffrey McHale, the one who did the um he did like that, um, like behind the scenes or like that talk or like, you don't know me like the, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word? Like, uh, like a documentary. documentary. Yeah. Um, but he, he cut together a video that was like, it's basically like the audio of the trailer for Black Swan, but it's like scenes from showgirls, but it flows together so well. And then like, I saw this other, like article where they take like certain frames and compare them and just the story in general and like you know like the the instructor being really critical like there's like all these things like sleeping to get to the top like all these like kind of except they're just ballerinas basically and i'm like you know what that's kind of true like i I don't know i know we're gonna next month or maybe two months we're gonna watch black swan so we'll have to circle back to this because I haven't seen Black Swan in a couple years. Yeah. Maybe after Black Swan this go round, I'm going to be like, I want to show girls. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, man, no one's freaking out and throwing their fries down. <laughs> like Natalie Portman's just like, I don't know, different places. Oh, my God. Which is my favorite line delivery of all time. Same. It really gets you. It's like the first five or so minutes of the film. And it's just, whew. I didn't think it would be there. So good. Can we... Okay, we watched this movie with a bunch of our friends. Yeah. Like, made our own 
like screening of showgirls yeah basically the best way to watch this yeah no it was was fun i'd watch it again i mean i would i i think this would be the most fun to go to watch with a bunch of people Mm -hmm. just i don't know if they throw spoons they run around in their underwear but i want to do whatever for show whatever it is yeah like i get it throw doggy chow yeah everyone has to ice their nipples yes (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i hope so well you have to throw ketchup bottles throw ketchup bottles yeah (gasps) i don't know places and then oh sorry (laughs) but then everyone like or fries throw some fries at the screen Ooh, that sounds fun or have a seizure in your chair (laughs) (laughs) just flop like a fish when they're having sex in the pool yeah like "Ah!" (laughs) just people going lick the pole lick Lick the the pole pole. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely an experience watching this. I think you know now that I'm talking about it more, I actually did enjoy it. It just was not at all what I expected. I think I was expecting Chicago. Ah. I was expecting maybe burlesque or like uh what's that other one? Um I don't know, just something burlesque wants to be showgirls. Yeah, it definitely is not. It doesn't take it there. Though from what I remember, Christina Aguilera's acting's not really the best, but no, it's but like doesn't compare to Cher. No offense. No, whoa, wagon wheel Watusi. <laughs> and Stanley Tucci's in burlesque, so oh yeah. Okay, I just want the showgirl script, but add Stanley Tucci and Cher. I was gonna say Stanley Tucci would be great in the showgirls, but Cher that would take it over the top. That's, oh my gosh, that's like um. Like Gina Gersant, like her character. That would yes. be like, but like 10 times more like fabulous and intense and I don't know, all dragged up. Oh, I would love that so much. Yeah. Uh, I, I want Stanley Tucci to play the dude that's like ice your nipples. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can see it. Things. But so yeah, this movie came out on September 22nd, 1995. Um, and at the time, it it was regarded as one of the worst movies of all time. Like, right out of the gate, people were like, this is garish and misogynistic and a lot of controversy and type. Mm. So, like, really quickly, this was like, okay, <laughs> so bad. Yeah. But not in the so bad it's good territory yet. This That's was just like, <laughs> this is the worst. Um, I'm just going to run by you the box office for this week okay okay so at number one can you guess oh um september 22nd 1995 95 when you were just a little nepo baby i don't know like i don't remember because i would have been like one yeah uh something like that yeah i don't know i have no clue guess any hint any guess it's 95 Um, wait is it runaway bride no it came out in 1999 yeah um, you've probably seen this movie. Uh huh. It has Brad Pitt. Oh, is this Romeo and Juliet? No, that's not Brad bad. Pitt. Wait, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Oh, I'm getting him confused with Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Sorry. Um, you're closer because Romeo and Juliet came out in '96. Brad Pitt. Is it the one with Fight Club? No. <laughs> 
That's it, also later 90s. It's yeah. Like, um, I'm not, I don't know what happened in the early seven 90s. Seven with Morgan oh. Freeman. I've never seen that movie. I, like, I've only seen the first maybe 10 minutes of it, and that was it. Me neither. Okay. Yeah, I would have never guessed that one. <laughs> but I hear it's really good. Yeah, no, so. I hear it's good. Um, Number two is Showgirls. Oh, wow. Which is crazy number for an two. NC-17. Go ahead, Showgirls. Um, That would never happen today. So they had a big turnout, but just terrible, uh, like, response basically basically and i think it it does word of mouth doesn't do this movie justice until the vhs sales which it ends up making its budget in vhs sales Mm -hmm. because like i remember growing up this movie was always at blockbuster yeah so i've seen the cover it has an appealing cover too it's like ooh, the leg you know yeah and i always got this movie confused with striptease with demi moore Oh, okay. But similar themes. Yeah. Both blockbuster staples that got maligned by critics. Mm. Um, number three at the box office, it's kind of in a similar vein. Like 1995, or at least the fall, was a little campy. Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Oh. With uh, Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes as drag queens. Oh, yeah. I've actually seen that's actually a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Drag was alive in the 90s. For sure. Well, like the year before, RuPaul was on and popping. And you love RuPaul. Yeah. RuPaul. RuPaul. Yeah. Um, Number four is Dangerous Minds, which all I know from Dangerous Minds is it's Michelle Pfeiffer in a leather jacket. And it's like, I don't understand why, but maybe there's context. I just think about how she was in the Gangster's Paradise music video. And she like turns her chair backwards and sits on it and like tells coolio what's what you know is that in that did that come out for that movie that song or is that a different movie i think the same movie yeah i think it's related right it's related somehow right ben wait what was that dangerous minds uh i have no idea Uh, no gangster's paradise by coolio you know that music video yeah you know when michelle pfeiffer is in the leather jacket oh is this like related or did she just appear in like a costume for Dangerous Minds in his video just to. That's weird. No, it might have been a tie in. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it was. It would have to be, right? For something weird like that to happen? Yes. Yeah. Aww. Like, why would Michelle Pfeiffer just be like, oh, okay, Coolio, I'm going to be in your music video. Hey, wardrobe, bring back the Dangerous Minds leather jacket. <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> gotta be yeah number five is clockers which i've never heard of same um ooh, number nine is babe oh pig in the city not pig in the city oh no no just babe just babe before he was in the city yeah babe pig out of the city how many babes have there been two i think two so there's babe the pig on the farm which is the yeah <laughs> the first one i guess and then the pig in the city yeah okay. which i that's another vhs staple as a youth babe yeah the early 90s are very fuzzy for me <laughs> i truly yeah. um or even is 95 early 90s and i guess it's mid but it's literally mid it's mid yeah, yeah it's <laughs> early to me it's like I it's early in your life. <laughs> in my life it was early. I know. I to be honest, I remember only vaguely big babe pig in the city. My real memories 
start at like 1999 onwards. Mm. Everything before then is very like a fuzzy channel, you know? Yeah. Like, remember when you, like, as a kid would, like, try to, like, get more cable channels or something and they'd be, like, you can kind of see them on the screen? Like, adjust the antennas? Yeah. Yeah. That's how the mid-90s was for me. Yeah. Or mid to late 90s, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I feel you. Whatever. (laughs) Well, I mean, at least I recognize that title. I love how that's, like, (laughs) trying to be a flex, but there's probably some people born in, like, 2005 being, like, bitch... I wasn't even thought of. And you were one. <laughs> oh, okay, Boomer. Just kidding. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, okay. This is so sad. Mm-hmm. But it re- was released this week. And it's one of my favorite movies that we have to do on this podcast. For record? Yeah. Yeah. I will revolt. We have to do it for Rex Manning Day. We sh- We totally should. There's also Casper. <laughs> True. Ooh, with a, what's his face? Is that Devin Sawa? I don't know. Yeah. Devin Sala? Yeah. Christina Ricci's in that too, right? Oh, yeah. It's Christina Ricci. And then in the second Casper, it's Hilary Duff. Woo woo. That's right. Yeah. They were iconic movies when I was a kid, from what I remember. I don't know. I remember Casper, the this one, um, as like one of those movies at like the Sun Coast where they'd like play. So I've only seen like the end. Oh, you've never seen it all the way. You've got to see it. I was so convinced as a young child that I would fall in love with a ghost boy one day and it never happened. Yeah. But yeah, not yet. Free. you're going to fall in love with Che Diaz, a ghost boy. <laughs> Let's be a ghost man now. That's true. <laughs> don't want or woman, you know, ghost person. Don't you get canceled. Only ghosts, only ghost Che Diaz is ghost men, ghost dogs. <laughs> I, I don't like know. Snoop I'm still skeptical, skeptical about JTS. We all are until we fall under the traps of JTS. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um. Okay. Anything else? Okay. So, like, the mid '90s is a very interesting time. If you wanted to talk about that for two seconds. Like the times that I don't remember. No, I'm just kidding. Just well, in general, like culturally, you mean? Culturally, I, I it kind of puzzles me this movie in general because, like, we were talking about striptease, which comes out the year after, mm-hmm. and it kind of puts the kibosh on this trend oh. of like actresses taking on these roles as strippers. Mm-hmm. But it still continues after this movie, so there is a showgirls effect. There's a showgirls effect. And, like, you know, I did watch You Don't Know Me, the documentary. Oh, yeah. And they do try to paint it as, like, it's a prudish time in America. Mm-hmm. But I don't think so. Well, isn't this also the time that people were wearing, like, see-through dresses, like, freeing the nipple to, like, movie premieres? Like, no stylists, just going rogue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also, like, a lot of things that happened in 95, 94, like, Hugh Grant gets caught with a prostitute. Right. Um, Doesn't ruin his career. It, he still succeeds, like, big time. Mm-hmm. Um, The Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding situation, mm. where she gets clubbed in the knee. Tanya Harding, I did have fallback, but she's kind of known as, well, that's camp, too. So that's a different conversation. But 95, OJ... We're into murder, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I 
this is like around the Jerry Springer era or like the Jenny Jones, like talk shows being really sleazy era. Yeah. The, we were into sleaze. We were. In and, the 90s. Yeah. And like the Pam and Tommy sex tape, mid 90s. That kind of happened. And I don't know, like Baywatch and like the Pam Anderson mo- movement. And then like uh, Jenny McCarthy is like really big on MTV. Hmm. So I don't know. I We're into sleaze at this point in time. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. Why didn't this hit? I don't know. Maybe not everyone was, I guess. Yeah, I know what you're saying. On the outside, maybe it looked like we were, but maybe we weren't. We weren't ready. <laughs> would we be ready now if this was presented to us now? I feel like we would. Yeah, I feel I don't know. Don't you? Or I, I do. Or I'd want, I would love that. Because like now if Showgirls came out, I feel like the word of mouth would be like crazy it'd be like you have to see this this is hilariously bad Mm -hmm. it's so good like we're more savvy to that maybe yeah i think so but we have to be down with sleaze and i think some people think they're too pretentious for sleaze maybe that's what it is yeah just like um not being too prudish i don't know like well because i feel like people that say that they are like more open and stuff do have a lot of judgments when it comes to like sex or gratuitous like sex i feel like we all do like i don't know as a society we probably do right is that the point i don't know of this movie is paul verhoeven a genius yeah is he (laughs) is elizabeth berkeley the best actress of all time (laughs) i think so yeah Uh, but okay so this year braveheart does win for best picture Mm that's i've never seen that movie another blockbuster movie oh yeah i've heard good things but never seen it but like that's a very traditional film from what i gather and like mel gibson loves the lord yeah it's not pushing any boundaries and also hates women but and jews Mm. well we don't talk about that um toy story comes out it kind of breaks the mold of cg oh yeah Toy that's Story's, wholesome. Yeah, that's wholesome. <laughs> Toy Story is one of the best movies ever made. I agree. The second one's good, too. So good. And the third one. And the third. Is even better. The fourth one's hit or miss. Yeah. The fourth one, I don't really need it. But the first three are really good. So good. I'm a Toy Story stan. Same. Um, Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks. This is the year of GoldenEye. Pocahontas. Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe we just, we were only ready for a little bit. Yeah, I think this movie's, maybe if it toned itself down a little. No. Then you're like, no. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. You know, just like with the nudity. I don't know. I mean, like, it's, I get it. But like, I, I don't know. I really, I, I do enjoy this movie, I guess, for what it is. I just feel like if it was really trying to make a statement, I don't know. Or if it wanted me to be invested in the characters, it was kind of difficult, you know? But it's just because of the pace of it all, like the timing that they spent on certain things. Not like they could have cut some scenes out of the movie, or like her love interest slash choreographer. Like that could have been interesting, but she had so many other interests. She was pop like bopping along so much that it was hard to keep up. So there was too many. Like the focus was too all over the place. You know what I mean? Like I know what you mean. But that. But that's why I love it so much. That's true. No, there's some really good scenes that are just hilarious. 
where he's like, don't give up on your dreams, like out of the blue. And like, I'll show you how to dance. You have potential. But it's like, it's so random. Like, there's so many things that are random. But I think that's why this is the greatest movie ever made. All the random things. Yeah. Like out of the blue. But I love bad movies. Yeah. No, same. I actually really enjoy a bad movie. Like, Master of Disguise is what bonds us. That's true. That's a really bad movie. Or is it? It's a good movie to me. It's actually really good to me. It's fun. I think there is this earnestness. This movie is so audacious and is striving for something so much more. Yeah. That, like, I, you can't help but fall in love with it. This is bad, but it's, like, so good it's bad. Yeah. And I don't say that about everything. I didn't like Jawbreaker. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely better than Jawbreaker. Like, yeah. Do you think Nomi really killed the teen dream? Probably. I, You know, that's one thing I wish I saw more of. Like, I wish there was, like, murder. Like, I wish she murdered people, too. Like, I, I don't know. I kind of wanted her to murder that, like, celebrity guy at the end. Like, I forgot what his name was. Zach. Um... No. Not him, the one with the long hair oh. who had like the posters was like Andrew somebody or uh, I don't remember his I name. I forget his name. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But you know, I mean, she, I think she stabs him or kicks him a bunch of times, which that, that was really fun. That was so cool how she just is like, like roundhouse kicks him. Yeah, she was like Chuck Norris on him. That she dances great. and she kicks. Yeah. I love how everything she did has to be like a dance. She was like, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. But what were we talking about? Because I had a, I had something to say I just about. I think it. it'd be cool to see some like murder, <laughs> like make it more maybe not horror, but like I don't know. It could have gotten a little darker, maybe or something. But I don't know, dude. Paul Verhoeven in an interview in retrospect was like, or maybe not him. Maybe it was the writer. One of the two said that they wished they added like a murder element or like that type of suspense element Mm -hmm. because maybe it would have resonated better so you're onto something yeah we all secretly want to murder someone right i don't know have you seen those clips of wendy williams like on tiktok like there's wendy talk right now and one of them is her saying clap if you've ever wanted to murder someone and the whole audience is like clapping i don't know (laughs) oh my gosh oh it could have been nomi when she like takes gina gershon's place as the goddess yeah and she's on stage and she's like hey guys clap if you want to murder somebody Uh uh-huh and everyone's like and then like it's like gina gershon's like dead somewhere i don't know she could have murdered that carrie or yeah either one i think I think Nomi should have murdered all the men. You think so? That would have been a better movie. Actually, that would have been really cool. Like combine like the like the fatal attraction. Like do the Paul Verhoeven thing of like the lady being crazy mm. and killing people. Even like the guy, like the club manager for the cheetah, because he was pretty sleazy, like really gross. Even though he tried to be like a parental figure or something at yeah, some point. That was by that. There was like a lot of things that were like <laughs> conflicting messages like that, and then. There was like something else I wanted to touch on real quick that is now escaping my mind, but it was like a Oh, it was like after she pushes um Crystal Connors down the stairs and she's in the hospital and she visits her in the hospital. She's like instead of being like mad that she like pushed her down the stairs, she's like, "Oh, you did me a favor. Like I needed to take a break anyways." <laughs> like I'm like, "What?" Like you know, like people's reactions to her are very like they're very cool about her like acting out and stuff and it's yeah. just like a little strange well it's like 
we didn't talk about is this name James? The first like bodyguard bouncer slash choreographer. Yeah. Potential love interest where she like it's implied that she can be herself around him because all the when she's like in dance class or at the cheetah or whatever, they're like only eat brown rice mm-hmm. and vegetables. And like when she's with him, she's like eating that hamburger. Oh, I didn't put that together. Well, I assumed that's what they were trying to say. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But then she's also like in that scene, in that same scene, he's like, where are you from? And she's like, different place. Different places. <laughs> Her answer to everything. She's like, shut up and leave me alone. How dare you try to get to know me? Get yeah, to know, know me. me. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so this movie's the best movie of all time. Period. Case closed. Yep. But would have been better with murder. Yeah, maybe maybe a musical, but singing murder. Yeah. That's you know that there is a Showgirls too, like an unofficial one. No, right? I was actually literally thinking like because the way it ends, it's like she's going to um, L.A. Right? So yes. I'm well, thinking like it'd be cool to have part two, but that would be really cool. Elizabeth Burke, like make it happen back. now. Yeah, come back, Elizabeth. Uh, that could be like an HBO exclusive, right? Yeah, let's do it. Um, but no. Okay, do you remember Hope? Sorry. Um, yes. Penny? Yes. Because you, you wouldn't fuck a penny. Uh-huh. Anyways, so there is um, Showgirls 2. Uh-huh. Colon. Can you guess the title of this movie? Something to do with Hope? Or no, it's to do with... Penny. Penny. Okay. Showgirls 2. Penny. Penny for your thoughts. Penny's Pennies from heaven. from heaven. Penny. Yes. Apostrophe S. Penny from is from heaven. okay. Well, because the guy did say they don't want the name Penny; they want like heaven or hope. Yeah, like I. But Penny's also, Penny's from, from heaven. heaven. Is there a Louis Prima song on this? Because she, she's she, like, like licking strip? the pole. She's like shoopy dooby. Oh, <laughs> oh, macaroni. <sighs> yeah, I want to you know. see it just for that. I hope that's in there. Oh, fingers crossed. So How do you next watch that episode? <laughs> Showgirls two pennies from heaven. Like, do we have to get that on VHS? Just to. We can go to just watch. Can we find that? Because like, yeah, I feel like we need to follow up. <gasps> Showgirls 2 Pennies from Heaven. It came out in 2011. Oh, it's only $1.99. You can get it on Google Play, <laughs> YouTube or Apple TV. Oh, you can only you can buy it for $9.99 on Apple. You can own it. Wow. They kind of did the same thing with the leg, but. Huh. I wonder who's going to be in it because it's definitely the Penny Girl. But who is that boy? That's not the same guy. Wait, 2011? Oh. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to have that 90s slant to it. Mm-mm. Oh, there's trailers and teasers. <laughs> Do you want to peep it? <laughs> I'm like, hold up. Wait. <laughs> also, I just found, like, something on the couch. Ah! What is it? It's like a treat. Speaking of cheetah. From this, like, a toast cheat. Yeah, I haven't had him on this couch. I didn't. I've eaten, like, most of that box. I might have to buy you another. Wait, is that. This is a terrible intro. That intro looks like it is, like, made in PowerPoint. That, that, uh, headpiece looks like it was. Oh my god, it's the same guy. 
It's the same guy. Wait, did most of the cast come back? Oh, this is like made. This is like. This looks like a comedy on purpose. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we could have made this. She still looks great, though. She looks amazing. Yeah. And she's like wearing that 2010 like smoky eye with like the Viva Glam Gaga like bubblegum pink lip. Okay. Kind of a long trailer. Well, you get the you get the gist. <laughs> wow. So next movie night, Showgirls Two Pennies from Heaven. Yeah, totally. Let's do it. <laughs> Anything else before we wrap this baby up? I'm trying to think what else. Um. I just love how people have actually now when you see a bad movie, some people have coined the term showgirls bad. Oh, yeah. Which I want to start using. That's really cool. To like, because showgirls is a type of bad. That's like, that's good. good. Yeah. But I get you. I'm excited to to put that into my vernacular. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed this movie. It was it was a crazy experience. I feel like I feel like everyone should see this movie. You know, everyone's seventeen and above, though, of course. No children under yeah. seventeen. Absolutely not. But you know, it's it makes it does leave you think. Like I am still thinking about it. Like I don't know. I think we all have a little know me in us in a way. We all have a dream we're chasing. You know, you don't know me. Exactly. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. I think we're all a little Nomi. I think we're all a little Crystal. I think we're all, you know, a little Penny from Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. But yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I've I got. guess that's a wrap. That's a wrap. And just like that. Or Brie, how would yeah. um, your Nomi, how would Nomi exit this podcast i'm i'm out of here i'm done okay no more questions <laughs> i'm from different places <laughs> oh. just like that <laughs> thank you well thank you so much for listening uh rate and review us on itunes and subscribe send us you know suggestions for more movies to watch your favorite line from showgirls yeah but thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.